What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Micro Famous. We are talking about Barbara Walters and the interview podcast trap. This is going to be a fun dive into interview podcasts. And what do I mean by those? And what, what, you know, why are we talking about this today? Well, we see a lot of interview podcasts on the landscape and they can do great things for your brand and for your network, but they can also be a trap that keeps you at a certain level. And that's because interview podcasts are where you shine all the spotlight on the guest. And the goal is to ask great questions and draw out great answers. So there are some really great, really popular interview podcasts out there. Obviously, Joe Rogan's um, Adam Carolla is one of my favorite. He's one of the reasons I got into podcasting. Then you've got in the business world, you've got Tim Ferriss, you've got Entrepreneurs on Fire, you know, um, Eventual Millionaire. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. However, what I see from a lot of coaches, consultants, and thought leaders, they look at those people, they look at those podcasts, and they think, well, that must be the way to do it. After all, it's working for them. And so they get into running an interview podcast, and then they're not selling anything, and they're wondering, why is this happening? And I want to go back to kind of the core of what an interview podcast is, and when it's done well, and explain how do you, how do you bridge that gap, and how do you create a podcast where you can interview guests but it doesn't cut out your ability to sell to the audience. So that's what we're talking about today. So again, interview podcast, it's you shining all the spotlight on the guest and the goal is to ask great questions, drawing out great answers. So the result might be, you know, entertaining, informative, inspirational. Uh, It can skim the surface and it can hit the highlights of people's stories or it can can go super deep into analysis and tactics like Tim Ferriss, which is uh, another great one. Um, But I want to focus really on why interview podcasts don't automatically create demand or drive sales and kind of what to do about it. So before we jump into all that, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who subscribes and and shares the show, and especially those who have taken the time to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I so appreciate it. You know, we're living in an age where we're all very busy and everyone is bombarded with content, so it can be hard for podcasts to spread. So every single share, every subscribe, every rating is really huge. So I just wanted to thank everyone for that. So let's jump in. So if you remember Barbara Walters, she's one of the best interviewers of all time. Uh, If you're like me and you grew up watching your parents, like watch 2020 with Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs, like you remember like the Barbara Walters interview is like the big thing. You know, she sits down with, with Oprah or, you know, the latest movie star like Tom Cruise or, or a famous athlete, like that was must see TV because you were going to see that person, you know, reveal things about themselves that they wouldn't in other places. Right. But I don't know how many people would go and hire Barbara Walters for business coaching, right? And why is that? You know, why is it that her interviews essentially just create demand for more interviews, right? Well, in in my estimation, it's because her interviews were 100% focused on the guest. You know, it was was about their point of view, their experiences, their beliefs, their actions, the lessons that they've learned along the way. Uh, No matter how many Barbara Walters interviews you watched, you didn't really uh, come away from that knowing much about Barbara Walters' opinions, about her beliefs, about her values. And I think the same thing happens a lot with interview podcasts when the spotlight is 100% on the guest, the audience might be, you know, entertained, informed, inspired, but are they being converted to a new point of view? Do they come away with new beliefs that lead to new actions and new results? At the very least, do they know what the host sells and how to buy? And often the answer to all of those is no. And I want to reiterate that for coaches, consultants, and thought leaders, the goal of our podcast isn't just to create quote unquote good content or stay top of mind. The goal is that our audience is converted to our point of view gradually over time. 
Remember, our point of view is our beliefs, our values, our opinions. It's our entire belief system and it's our perspective on the world. The people that are converted to our point of view are the ones who end up becoming the best clients, the ideal clients, because they agree with our approach. They're moving in the same direction we're moving. They believe the same things we believe. But when we run an interview podcast, we can potentially fall into that interview podcast trap that I mentioned. And that's where we build this audience of people who enjoy our show. They're entertained, informed, inspired, but they don't buy. Because instead of building real, enduring influence of our own, we've actually created a platform for guests to build their influence. And this is a trap that many podcasters won't talk about publicly, but they actually struggle with behind the scenes. So I want to give you three really practical ways to keep from falling into the interview podcast trap. So number one, feature guests who share key elements of your point of view and really drill down and focus on those elements, right? Feature guests who share key elements of your point of view and then focus on those elements. So one of the easiest ways to do this is to make sure that you're just targeting specific guests or types of guests where you already know that their story is going to back up certain points that you want to make. For example, when I interview somebody over on Microfamous Conversations, I focus on people who become microfamous in their space. They're known for something and they have an interesting story to share about how they came to become microfamous. So their story backs up my entire point of view. And then if we drill into certain things beyond that, that ends up reinforcing other beliefs. It's like a bonus. But I know that just having them on the show and me asking them about their story is going to reinforce my point of view of what microfamous is and why it's important right? So that's why that's, that, that's an easy way for me to make sure that my guests on Microfamous Conversations back up the Microfamous point of view. So if you're not sure if a guest story is going to fit your podcast, you can do a couple of things. Number one, you can screen them with a call beforehand, which I know people do that in some cases, or you can just schedule them and have a quick chat with them before the podcast recording. And usually five or 10 minutes is enough to kind of tease out enough about their story so you know which parts you want to drill down on and emphasize and which parts you want to kind of skim over because they don't really fit the theme that you want to tell. So basically, it just gives you time to talk through with the guest and, and figure out which parts of their story you want to focus on because those are the parts that really back up your point of view. So every guest story is going to have elements that do really back up your point of view and other elements where they might conflict or beliefs and values and opinions that just don't match yours very well. Again, that's fine. Just focus on the parts of their story that back up your point of view, skim over the rest. Very easy. All right. So number two, in the list of things that we can do to avoid falling into the interview podcast trap, spell things out for the audience during the interview, right? Spell things out. So as you dig into the guest story, point out for the audience where the story backs up your point of view. Don't assume that the audience is just going to pick all this stuff up on their own, right? Because they're just listening as they're going about other things. So you can use phrases like, that's such a great example of what we talk about on the podcast where it illustrates, you know, X, Y, Z. Or I just want to put that in perspective with what we talk about on the podcast. And then you go, you know, go on from there and just kind of give the audience a little brief on how that little event in the, in the guest story backs up your whole point of view, right? By taking a step back and using the guest story as an illustration, you reinforce your point of view. You draw connections that the audience might miss otherwise, and you help your audience gain a better understanding of your point of view, right? Your beliefs, values, and opinions. Now, I can tell you as a guest, right? When, so so I'm, a, I'm a podcast host, and then I'm a guest. So I get interviewed quite a bit, and it actually drives me nuts when podcast hosts don't do this. 
right? Because not only do I know what kind of opportunity they're missing, but just as a guest, like I want to have a real natural conversation. And when hosts just kind of go from one question to, to the next question, and they never inject their own opinion and their perspective and their point of view. Like I, as a guest, feel a lack of connection with them. Like I want to connect. I want to have a discussion. I want to have a conversation as a guest. And so don't be afraid as the host to inject your opinion. I, I run into so many people that started their, their podcast as, as an interview show. And then once it's kind of rolling that way, they have a hard time interjecting their opinions. And you just have to realize in, in most cases, I think a lot of the guests are like me. They don't want to just field a bunch of questions, give answers, and then go on to the next question. They want to have a free-flowing, natural conversation with somebody else who has their own perspective and opinions. And sometimes you're going to agree and you drill deeper on those things. And sometimes you're not going to agree and you kind of skim over those and move on to the next thing. But the more that you interject and the more you pull those things out of the conversation and you point things out to the audience of where you agree with the guest and where the guest's story illustrates your point of view, the more it helps the audience, but also just it helps the guest to connect with you better and understand that you are a real human being with thoughts and opinions of your own. So don't be afraid to interject. Now let's come to number three and the final tip and how to avoid falling into the interview podcast trap. And here it is, frame the conversation with a custom intro and maybe even an outro, and that's optional, but definitely a custom intro works really well. Now, what is a custom intro? It is a three to five minute introduction to the conversation that the audience is about to hear. And to truly fit this purpose, I recommend recording the custom intro just after you have recorded the conversation with the guest while it's still fresh in your mind. Um, then you can give the audience you know, two to three things to listen for, and these are the parts of the guest story that back up your point of view. Now, when I do this, what I do is I record my podcast episode with the guest, and then if I have time, I will come back literally right away and just hop back on uh, Zoom, hit record by myself, and record a little five-minute intro for that guest episode, and I have the bullet points of what I want to point out to the audience fresh in my mind because I literally just got done with that conversation. If I know that I won't have time to do that, then I write down the bullet points on the episode card in Trello, which is our project management system, so that I can come back later, whether it's later that day or later that week, and record that custom intro without losing track of the few things I want the audience to listen for the things that I want to point out in that intro. Um, and then I also make sure that I have their background pulled up. So that custom intro is the place where I give them a really nice, uh, good overview of their background and their bona fides and their awards and their, you know, their credentials and stuff like that for the audience so that I don't have to do that while I'm recording with the guest, which can, which can be awkward and a little intimidating to do. Um, so if you, if you do your custom intros that way, it does a lot for you. Um, it frames the conversation, but it also just makes your job as a podcast host when you're recording with someone a little bit easier. So that's a little bonus tip there. But the real purpose of the custom intro is to frame the conversation. Why are you sharing this conversation with this guest today? So if you think about it in terms of... Um, like if you, if you run a church, a nonprofit, or any kind of company or organization, you have a guest speaker come in to speak to your people. Your people are wondering, why is this person here? And in a certain sense, your podcast audience is wondering the same thing. Why this person? What am I supposed to learn? And how does this fit the theme of the show? So your custom intro gives you the chance to elaborate and explain those couple of key things. What it also does is gives the audience something to listen for, 
right? So you can specifically tell them like, hey, this was towards the end of the conversation when we talked about X, Y, Z. Be sure to listen to that because I've never heard somebody say that before, right? It gives people that extra reason to listen further into the episode because they know there's something good. Uh, One of the, you know, like as a podcast listener, uh, especially in the business world, I can tell you one of my, you know, hesitations with trying out a new podcast uh, show or a new podcast episode where I'm not sure about the guest is just knowing like, hey, am I actually going to come away with something that I haven't heard 17 times before? So that custom intro gives you a chance to tell them, yes, you're going to hear something you haven't heard before. And it's going to be somewhere in here and, and kind of build up, you know, curiosity and anticipation for that. Now, I mentioned that the custom outro is kind of optional Um, basically that gives you a chance to reinforce all the same points and tell the audience what the next step is you'd like them to take. I often actually do this organically at the end of a podcast conversation. So like in the flow of recording with the guest, I'll sum things up and tell the audience what we covered and what the next step is that I want them to take. So in my particular podcast episodes, I typically don't do a custom recorded outro that's recorded separate from the conversation because at that point, at the tail end of the conversation, I know what we talked about and I know what the audience should take away. So I'm able to kind of sum things up as I close out the episode. And that works great too. But if you want to just get off the line, you know, with, with the guest and stop the recording and do your outro separately, that works great too. We've got clients that do both. Um, So just see which approach that you like the best. Either way, what a custom intro and outro do is they're like bookends. They put a frame around the conversation. So the audience understands why are you sharing this guest how does their story fit into the point of view of the show? And what are the main points I'm supposed to take away? Like that's what that does for the audience. So those are the three things, right? When we do these three things, we can break out of the interview podcast trap and actually generate demand and drive sales. So again, number one, feature guests and go after guests who you already know, share key elements of your point of view and then focus on those elements. Number two, don't be afraid to interject and spell things out for the audience during the interview. And number three, frame the conversation or the interview episode with a custom intro and possibly even a custom outro, right? So that's the way that we can break out of the podcast trap, uh, the interview podcast trap, generate demand, drive real sales. And if you're curious about this approach to podcasting, because I don't really know of anyone else that's, that talks about it like this, um, you can go pick up a free copy of Microfamous at microfamousbook.com. That'll get you a free physical copy of the book as long as you cover the shipping. You can also go to our website and schedule a brainstorm call, and we're happy to talk through this strategy and see if it has the potential to generate a 10x return on investment to your coaching or consulting business. Um, so that's uh, all the links for that will be in the show notes. And you may have noticed that I made reference to the microfamous conversations, right? Um, I am experimenting right now with a dual podcast strategy where I have separated out my guest episodes, like those conversations, from these solo episodes into two different feeds. So I kind of consider it all microfamous. It's all my one show, but there's two different feeds so that you get all the guest episodes in one place and all the solo strategy episodes in one place. So if you're enjoying and you always have enjoyed the guest episodes of Microfamous, you'll notice that they're not appearing most of the time on this feed anymore. Make sure to go search for Microfamous Conversations and subscribe to that feed as well. And that is broken up into seasons. Um, So you have to go like, just go to like season two is the season that we're in right now. So there's a couple of episodes that I want to point out that are in season two of Microfamous Conversations that are really good examples of exactly what I talked about in, in turning interview conversations into an opportunity to talk about your point of view. So there is an episode with Lars Hedenberg and Jay Campbell. 
Um, each of those episodes are really good examples. Both of those were clients. And, uh, and then there was a guest named Rick Mulready, who's a, a big name in our space, the online marketing space. And that was another great example of, of taking a guest episode and using it to reinforce my point of view, right? Because it's all about how Rick Mulready became micro famous. So I used his story of how he became micro famous in his initial space and then started to break out. Um, and that story arc confirms a lot of things in my point of view. And so those episodes are really good. If you're looking for a kind of real life demonstration of how do you keep from falling into that, you know, interview podcast trap and use interview conversations effectively to actually generate demand and drive sales. Uh, those three episodes are really good. So Lars Hedenberg, Jay Campbell, Rick Mulready. So you can see that approach in action. All right. So thank you all again, everyone who you know shares and subscribes to the show, everyone that's taken time to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Again, I just, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for doing that. That is the way that podcasts spread all those different things, the shares, the subscribes, the ratings and stuff. It all feeds the algorithm and helps put the podcast in more in front of more people, which I really appreciate. And I know hopefully they get something out of it too. Um, and if you get something out of it, uh, just let me know, you know, hit reply on one of these emails or, uh, or shoot me a message on Facebook, whatever the case is, those are the two places where I'm easiest uh, to reach. And just let me know that, uh, that you're enjoying it. And if there's any topic that you want me to go and cover in more detail, uh, shoot me a message, let me know. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. 